And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, he scores! Martina Kucherov wins it in overtime! Saved by Vasilevsky, and he keeps it out of the net. Reaching behind him, he had it in his glove. Now for a feed in front of Kelly, he scores! And has won it in overtime! Steven Stamkos has reached 60 goals! Network, the one-stop shop for your 2020 Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing today? Happy Friday. Happy free agency day. The 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 free agency period uh, started out today, so very interesting to see how that all kind of plays out today. Um, you know, there's a lot going on in the news today. We'll, we'll discuss all about that as we hear news coming out going forward uh we'll talk about that on today's show we'll also talk about uh the the news of tyler johnson uh being put on waivers so it looks like tyler johnson's time in tampa bay is done for now uh maybe we'll have him back in a lightning uniform at some other time as well as we'll be talking uh continuing our discussion about the other the last three draft picks that the lightning had uh, in the NHL entry draft. So let's just jump right into it. We'll talk about the, the draft picks first, and then we'll go on to some of the other fun stuff, and that's all the, the madness that is coming with the NHL um, free agency period starting up today. So let's just start jumping into it. Uh, so the Lightning, we discussed all the picks um, that the Lightning made uh, yesterday, leading up to the last pick at 147, which they drafted Jaden Duro. Uh, I have to say he was probably one of my favorite picks that they made out of those late round picks. But uh, at 157, right after Duro, they drafted forward Nick uh, Nick Capone from Tri City in the in the USHL. Uh, he had 34 in 34 games played. He had seven goals, 19 points. Um, not entirely a a kind of an eye catching season and the US USHL isn't exactly one of the uh, I'm not I'm not going to knock it I mean the the quality of players that come out of that league are still pretty high but compared to a maybe a Canadian hockey league uh, maybe like for example you know I was talking on yesterday's show about how much I enjoyed the players that come out of especially the Ontario Hockey League as opposed to the Western Hockey League and I was we discussed a little bit on there um Maybe the pecking order of, you know, how high is the talent coming out of each of those sub leagues? Um, I said that the, I believe that the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and the Ontario Hockey League are kind of the two flip flops um, that go back and forth between who has the better talent coming out. I, in my own personal opinion, I think the Ontario Hockey League is um, really the standard. I think that you know the, I mean, we saw it. There was tons of players. I think there was something like 60-something players drafted uh, out of the Ontario Hockey League uh, in this past draft. So that just shows you the amount of talent that is coming out of there. Um, and then, obviously, the you know the USHL is totally different. That's more of, of course, the, the United States. Um, but I this pick is an interesting pick uh, just because Nick is uh, committed to UConn. So it looks like he's probably going to be playing there. Um, like I stated on yesterday's show, uh, with some of these players that are committed to colleges, um, 
it's probably the best thing for them to just continue their career uh, there instead of jumping the making the leap because you know it's no it's for example like Eamon Powell uh, the number 116th pick defenseman um, that the Lightning drafted yesterday uh, he's committed to go to Boston College uh, I believe in in this situations with these players that are not necessarily I feel like if you're if you weren't able to play in the Canadian Hockey League um, probably the best thing for you was to maybe go to college to develop your game a little bit more and I feel like guys like that um, Nick Capone and Eamon Powell I think that's the best thing for you um, to do just to kind of round out your game uh, college hockey is you know very competitive we all know if you've watched college hockey um, that's definitely the place where um, these guys are you know going to be able to mature a little bit more be able to to grow um, without that added pressure of having to perform right away whereas maybe you would see that um, in the ECHL or the AHL levels so I would think that probably the best move for Nick and I've seen some some tape of him um, he he does have potential but like I said with his stats last year uh, not entirely eye-whopping numbers um, but yeah I think and UConn has a very good program so and I've actually seen them play I also I saw UConn play last year at the Connecticut Ice Tournament uh, at the I believe it's the Webster Bank Arena uh, in Bridgeport and I, I, I think they were playing Quinnipiac um, and I have to say I mean UConn not really known for their hockey but they do have a very good team so and a very good program over there in Connecticut so definitely probably a good decision for for Nick to continue his career for now up at UConn just so he could develop and develop his game a little bit more become more disciplined all those good things and uh when the time is right uh we should definitely be able to see him uh make the jump into the Lightning fran- uh franchise so moving on to 186 uh Lightning go in a different direction. They they draft their first and only goaltender of this draft, and that's Amir Miftikov. Miftikov, there we go. Uh, goalie from Russia. Now I've stated on yesterday's show. I stated on the Locked On NHL show as well that um, you know the one thing we could expect, for, especially from the Swedish hockey leagues and the the KHL slash the the Russian hockey league is the very high level of scoring in these young players. Now, obviously in the, in the KHL, the other thing that they're known for is the, the talent of goaltenders that they produce every year. I mean, we, we've seen it case in point here in Tampa with, with Andre Vasilevsky, how, how well he's played um, throughout his entire career. Um, And I, and I think that you, you can't go wrong with a Russian goaltender. Um, especially with some of the, the up-and-coming goaltenders that we see coming in the league that are Russian. For example, up in New York, they got a, a pretty good stud up there, Igor Shosturkin, uh, who's absolutely dominated um, every level he's played at. Uh, now, not the, the unfortunate thing about Amir here is that he's known for being the goaltender that I wouldn't say things kind of fell apart for him, but... Uh, he was the goaltender for Russia when they played Canada in the junior championships last year, in which Canada won. Um, there's this play, one of the famous plays, I believe it was the game-winning goal for Canada, uh, which Akil Thomas 
pretty he made him look pretty bad uh, on this. I mean, but uh, you know that's not something I'm sure Miftikov is really wants to be known for, and I don't think that's you know that's probably his most biggest moment in terms of you know what is he known for. Um, but other than that, he's been pretty solid. He's been playing with you know adults. He's six one. He's 185 pounds. Uh, with the tape that I've watched on him, uh, the things that stood out to me obviously is very good positioning ability. Uh, he and he could be aggressive, but not with he could be aggressive without putting himself in compromising situations in which he leaves himself out to dry, and you know the, there's an open net uh, chance there for the other team. So uh, a lot of these guys, a lot of the late rounders like Nick Capone, like Amir uh, Mifnikov. And as well as the next prospect I'll be talking about, Declan McDonald, a lot of these guys just need to develop. They need time to develop, and that's really what they are. These, And a lot of these draft picks, uh, except for maybe Jack Finley and Gage Consalves, I believe that the other guys that were drafted the other night, um, these are just guys to be added to the franchise to eventually, if they do make it to the NHL level, they're going to be those depth kind of guys. I, I Believe it or not, you know, regardless of what, I, I I said about Jack Finley and Gage Consalves, especially Jack Finley. I, I firmly believe that uh, once he develops into you know the player he's going to be for the rest of his career, I believe he's going to be a player that's going to be maybe on a second line shift or maybe even a third line center. Um, which you know in this day and age, all four lines are really important. We saw it throughout this whole playoff run in which you know the Lightning needed to play four lines in order to win games to be successful. So. Um, regardless of what line Jack Finley ends up on at the NHL level, I firmly believe that he will he will be a very important part to that team's success going forward from there. And uh, just to finish off the prospect talk, let's just talk about Declan McDonald um, from the OHL. And like I said, I mean, the talent coming out of the OHL is top-notch. I believe that the OHL produces a lot of good talent, and so – Regardless of how late these guys are taken, um, you can't discount um, the potential that they have going forward. Now, with Declan, what I saw, uh, he he has the ability to create chances for himself. Very smooth and collective on the breakout. You know, a lot of these young players, you you tend to see them try and force the issue, try to do too much, where the play could quickly fall apart as fast as that it you know it started. Uh, he he has the ability. I mean, he has good burst. On his strides, and I know that's not something you you don't really hear about with some players, but um, he has a good first step on his stride when he he breaks out. Um, it, you know, some players it takes them maybe a stride or two to get going. With Declan, it, with him, he he could go right away, and that that's really really important to have, and really nice to have, especially when you have a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning who. Um, they win games like that. They on the breakouts. Uh, they pretty much outskate other teams. So to got, have a guy like that, where I'm not saying he's going to be a first line forward. Um, I, I think maybe a second or third. Um, a lot of these guys have the potential to be second or third. I and the reason why I'm not saying anything about a first is just because of the the talent that the Lightning have now um, at and especially the stages these guys are at in their career. So I if you're worried about you know, are these guys going to really make a big impact? They are. I mean, that's just how it is with drafts. You know, you draft guys who you feel are going to make impacts and contribute to some way to your franchise success in the future. So, um, yeah, I, I think that if I had to grade the Lightning's uh, draft throughout this whole, 
you know, to finish things off, I would have to say I'd have to give them a B minus. Um, you know, they or maybe let's let's just say a B because I think with um, with what the cards they were dealt, I mean, they have no first round draft picks, so uh, what are you going to do? I mean, it is what it is, but um, you know, they did the best they could with you know the 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 draft pieces that they were given with the talent that was there. I thought they did very well. Um, like I said, I'm not really a big fan of them trading away first round draft picks, but that's just the way it is. Uh, and speaking of draft picks and all that stuff, free agency has started today and I'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, let me talk about some of our sponsors of today's show. Uh, one of our sponsors is, uh, the Ryan holiday stoic, uh, book. Um, it's the Lives of the Stoics, the Art of Living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius. From the best-selling authors of the Daily Stoic comes the ultimate Stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue. To accept what you cannot control and to adapt to what you can, sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using Stoics, Stoicism's key idea. You can control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do and how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of the Stoics, The Art of Living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius is now available wherever books are sold. So that's definitely a good product for maybe some of our new prospects to pick up uh, if they ever get down on their luck, and if they ever get frustrated in the minors. Um, and our next uh, sponsor on today's show is Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off and blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with the real healthcare professional who could prescribe real medication. It is simple, safe, and easy, totally discreet. All that fun stuff. So with Roman, we could get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straight, straightforward, simple, and discreet. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. So, obviously today, like I've mentioned many times uh, throughout the show thus far, is the first day of free agency. Now, the big move thus far, uh, you know, there's obviously talk of, you know, for example, um, ooh, Alex Weinberg just signed with the Florida Panthers. That's an interesting move. Um, One-year deal, as well as Henrik Lundqvist signing with the Capitals. Uh, that was announced a couple hours ago as I'm recording this. I'm recording this around 2.20 p.m., so uh, there's still, you know, we're still in the early stages of free agency right now. Um, and then uh, Braden Hopi signed with Vancouver. Now, that those deals are very interesting. And if, if you're the fan of certain transactions like I am, whereas, you know, you want the big, the big signings or the big money deals, um, you know, unfortunately, we're not going to have that this year just because of the climate of what's going on with, you know, everything in the world, the uncertainty, uh, the pause in the NHL season. So, um, that's just, uh, you know, that's just the, the way things are. We're not going to get big contracts and that's why the lightning are making the decisions they have to make. For example, uh, putting Tyler Johnson on waivers. Uh, I firmly believe I didn't, I don't like that. I mean, that's just, 
I guess the Lightning, they didn't see a deal out there that they, they thought that they convinced Tyler Johnson to waive his no trade clause, which in my opinion, I mean, I think that, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but I think that no trade clauses should be sort of a kind of like a franchise tag toward a th- sort of thing. Um, I'm not entirely sure how the NFL does it, but I know they you can only designate X amount of players on your teams under the franchise tag, which I feel that the NHL, I don't know if this is ever going to be a thing, but um, I, I think that the NHL should look into maybe doing a no trade clause um, where teams can only have X amount of players on that kind of under that, that whole, that label or no movement clause, whatever the case may be. Um, I just think that, you know, um, for, for players that, you know, I understand as a, from a player's point of perspective that you really, you don't want to be, have the risk of trading. Cause you know, what if you sign a long-term deal? Uh, if you're a guy like Tyler Johnson, who I believe had four years left on his contract, $5 million. Um, I just think that, you know, if you're in that situation as he was, you, you would want to pick your destiny. Uh, you would want to, you don't want the lightning if, you know, your production falls off and, as you know, Tyler Johnson's has, I think that you obviously you would want to pick your own team going forward. So, you know, I'm sure Tyler Johnson would, will get signed by a team that definitely needs him. I honestly, and I was kind of putting this out, this idea out there. I kind of thought that trading Tyler Johnson to Buffalo for uh, a couple of picks was a perfect situation for both teams. Buffalo is able to take on the, the money. Um, whereas, Lightning are looking for, obviously, draft picks to kind of bolster their minor system, as well as, you know, Buffalo is kind of starting to build around um, Jack Eichel. They had they drafted Jack Quinn in the draft a couple of days ago and adding Tyler Johnson, even though if he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be your on your first or second line. He's probably going to be on your third line. But to have a guy like that with playoff experience and especially someone who is very successful in the playoffs other than this past season – uh, and who has won a cup um, that, you know, you that's definitely a good thing for Buffalo to have if they're really serious about maybe being a successful team in the next couple of years. So like I stated on the post-draft recap that I did with Chris Masilli, really the only teams that are really of concern to me, obviously there's the Boston Bruins um, who are, I firmly still believe, are the team to beat to, you know, possibly get out of the Eastern Conference um, under normal circumstances. Obviously, this year with everything, things were a little bit different, but uh, the Lightning, they they followed the blueprint that I laid out that I figured at the time that they needed to do uh, in order to win. They needed to get past Columbus, which they did. They got past Boston, which they did. And then it was pretty much their Stanley Cup, I guess their Stanley Cup run to screw up. Uh, they obviously had to get past um, New York, but uh, and which they did, and look how that paid out for them. So um, those, other than Boston, I would have to say probably New York, the New York Rangers, who are starting to really put it together there up in New York, who had a very good draft. They already have a, a bunch of young talent. They, of course, they have Alexis Lafreniere coming to them, the number one overall pick. Uh, so that guy, alongside with uh, Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, um you know, just to name a few of those guys, as well as their goaltending situation. They got uh, Yorgiev as a backup, or I, I'm not entirely sure he's going to be their backup now that 
Lundqvist is gone. Uh, they have Shesterkin, who I mentioned before when I was discussing Russian goaltenders. Um, it's going to be an interesting situation. I believe them and then Ottawa is probably the last one. So um, if you're probably sitting at home right now listening to this and you're looking at, you know, who what teams are looking to, you know, bolster their chances of getting deeper in the playoffs, um, and you're probably asking yourself, Adam, what, what teams do we need to worry about, you know, uh, with some of the additions that they made? Um, and really, the only team, and it's not that big of a deal in terms of a signing, uh, which is an interesting move. And I guess they're kind of copying what the Lightning did after the Lightning's disappointing exit from the playoffs last year. And look what everything that happened where they with the additions of Barkley Goodrose. Uh, Blake Coleman, Zach Bogosian, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. That was an interesting uh, signing that they made with Wayne Simmons, giving them one year, one and a half million dollars. Uh, I thought that was a very good signing for them. Um, usually, you know, in years past, uh, you seem it seems like with the with the the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they don't really learn from their mistakes. And when I when we spoke about when we were all dating all the way back, I believe to the beginning of June when I was discussing some of the key matchups and uh, some of the teams maybe you would want the Lightning to to be better matched up with. And the one team I said over and over again was Toronto, and that was because just how these two teams match up uh, in terms of how they play the game, very similarly. Um, so and adding Wayne Simmons to the equation definitely is kind of a mirror of a move in which what the lightning had to do to kind of get that sandpaper player to really kind of, you know, really be the guy who gets in there, gets in there and does the nitty gritty stuff to really, you know, help your team um, get to the next level and maybe to the next round. Um, And Wayne Simmons, uh, he had a decent year last year, eight goals, 17 assists and 68 games played. He's not the kind of player who's going to score a bunch of, uh, points or goals, or, I mean, he has, he's on the verge of 500 career points, um, which is not bad, but, um, he definitely has a bunch of grit and he's, he's one of those guys that's really going to go down and battle for you in front of the net. So that's one of the, that's an interesting signing as well as the, uh, the, the Detroit Red Wings signing Bobby Ryan, which I don't know. I It was an interesting signing. Obviously, we all know the story about what happened with Bobby Ryan up there in Ottawa. He had a seven-year deal, 50 and, 50 and change, um, and, you know, they bought him out. So, um, you know, he signed a, he signed a good deal. Uh, I It's a one-year deal. I assume he's probably getting one and a half, maybe two up there. I don't think he's going to sign for a bunch of money. Uh, but he's still young. He still has very good ability to to put the put the nut on the puck on net and really do you know some good things out there in Ottawa. To where, like I said, Ottawa is definitely one of the teams. If you're a Lightning fan, you're kind of scouting um, what the what the other teams in the conference are doing. Uh, that's definitely what you're gonna you know some of these teams are gonna look at. Now for the Lightning, uh, other than the Tyler Johnson um, waiver, you know him putting being placed on waivers. Uh, it, it, it was reported that Patrick Maroon and Luke Shen have agreed to terms. So that's good. We're getting those guys back. Um, and that was kind of part of the reason why the lightning put Tyler Johnson on waivers was to free up some of that space. So Maroon's getting two years, $1.8 million. Uh, whereas Luke Shen's getting one year, $800,000. Um, and I think it was, 
a no-brainer with these guys. I would like to hopefully see um, Zach Bogosian be brought back. I think that you know his presence on this team was huge, and I think that you know you don't have to sign him to a long-term deal. I mean, give him the kind of if you want to give him like a one-year deal for maybe like I don't know a mil or maybe a little lower than that, maybe like a Luke Shen. I don't think anyone's going to have a problem with that. I certainly don't think he is either. Uh, so moving on, you know, that's really the news, what's going on with the Lightning through all this. They're really, if you're expecting the Lightning to make a big deal, uh, you know, or sign something, I mean, the Lightning aren't going to get Taylor Hall. I hate to break it to you as much as that'd be pretty awesome and kind of bolster their offense. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So if you're expecting the Lightning to pull off some magic and get Taylor Hall, uh, I would have to say you are going to be disappointed. So the one move thus far that has kind of been interesting and in my opinion I think is maybe maybe not um, a smart one was Vancouver signing Braden Hopi. Now I know it's a two-year contract um, and he, but the money he got was interesting. Um, Braden Hopi obviously won a cup back in 2018 so he's not that far removed from what he was that year. But you could start to see some of the decline in his game. Um, you saw it during the playoffs. Granted, there were some other extenuating circumstances with Hopi going on there, especially with um, the coaching situation there in Washington was just a disaster. So, um, you know, you can't really lay it all on his hands at his feet with how that team played. Um, he got $8.6 million for two years, uh, which is averages out to, of course, if you're doing your math at home, 4.3 mil on average annually, which I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Braden Hope is not a good goaltender anymore, but I think if I had to jump in the GM's head and of Vancouver and especially uh, Canucks fans, I would have to say, I mean, after the performance Thatcher Demko gave Vancouver in the playoffs, um, are, do you really, and especially, you know, because there's more that this Vancouver team could do. I mean, they have money. They don't have a lot of money, but they have money to spend. And I don't think getting Braden Hopi for 8.6 mil for two years. I mean, granted, I ha have heard reports that this, you know, he could potentially, I think they're going to make him available to Seattle in the expansion draft. And so I don't think he's going to stay there. Uh, for the long term. So we're just going to have to wait and see how everything shapes up with that. We do have the expansion draft, I believe, in a week or so. So we'll get to that and talk about it, especially of how that affects the Lightning going forward. So before we wrap things up here, we'll just I'll just talk to you one last time about one of our sponsors, and that's DoorDash. Between the never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of the next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant in your door, and your food will be left right outside your door. Uh, right now, our listeners could get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5, that's $5 off your and zero, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store. Enter code LOCKEDONNHL. One more time, that's 
locked on enter the code locked on nhl for five dollars off your first order with doordash so to wrap things up uh i wouldn't say it's entirely a a dead uh first day of free agency um there are we're still waiting on where you know the top guy uh taylor hall is gonna go um you know there's been the other notable signings are kyle turris is going to edmonton uh he's getting a two-year deal with uh 1.65 million dollars annually so there's that um you know there's i i if i had to guess i i if i had to guess where taylor hall's going or tory krug's going um you know tory krug being the hometown guy there in detroit i would have to guess maybe he's heavily considering them uh as well as obviously going back to boston with a good situation there um so we'll have to see where how that shapes out um and then with taylor hall uh i i, I it's there's a lot of teams that are out there that are have the money to do you know make things interesting um you know one team that popped in my head that has money to do it is colorado um they have the money they have a lot of talent um but i think taylor hall wants to go somewhere where he could not only win but where he could be there for a long time because he's you know he has bounced around from team to team he's he was started out in edmonton he went to new jersey now he ended up with the coyotes so um I would imagine that, you know, Taylor Hall is going to be wanting to look somewhere where he could stay there for a very long time and, you know, be successful. Um, if I had to pick, I would say maybe Edmonton. Uh, you know, there's a lot of reports saying that Taylor Hall loved it, his time there in Edmonton. So, and, but at the same time, Taylor Hall needs to be somewhere where he's the primary guy. He can't be, you know, sharing the puck with Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Um, I think he needs to go somewhere where he is the guy uh, to be successful. He can't. He needs to be somewhere where he's a distributor. Um, so I could. We could easily see him stay in Arizona if that's the best situation for him. So um, you know, it is two thirty-seven right now. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? Um, I'll be coming out with an episode tomorrow just to you know give you that last fifth episode of the week and obviously to cover everything that has happened since you know we we posted this episode uh as up until then in the free agent talk so that's been it for today's episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam tanker i'll talk to you later.